Good evening. What is your highlight of the week? Thank you for joining us again tonight. This is MIT Podcast. MIT stands for Mindset into Transformation. I am Benjamin Huang, your host tonight. Here we have conversation with people who have done extraordinary things in their lives. We discuss their story of success and the mindset drive them into achieving the impossible. To name one common challenge every investor has to face as their business grow, was scaling. When you're seeking financial freedom by running the numbers, it's not too difficult to find that one or two rental won't won't set you free. You need tens of them, hundreds of them. If you're still in real estate, I mean, if you're still in residential real estate, unless when the time comes and your determination drives you into commercial. And that is when the scaling is coming in. And that is also when the new set of challenges came. So our guest today is here to tell you about scaling. With this unique experience, tons of value is here for you to learn. Without further ado, let's welcome our special guest today, Brock Morganson. Happy to have you here, Brock. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to talk about all things real estate, commercial, and my journey, and I look forward to it. Awesome, awesome. Before we um, dive into too deep, let's talk about you. Uh, what's your background like? Where you come from? What have you been doing? Have you been doing real estate for entire entire life? So I started in real estate about five years ago, and really to rewind and how I got into it. Um, growing up, I saw my both my parents are very blue collar, worked blue collar jobs, right? But my dad owned two duplexes, so he owned these four units, and I saw growing up what simply owning four units and having that extra cash flow coming in each month could afford you in life, right? The extra luxuries you could afford in life by having that passive cash flow coming in each month. So growing up, that always was kind of a thought in my mind. Um, so, you know, I, I go to go to college, right? And something that I just always had as a goal was when I get out of college, I'm going to save up money and I'm going to buy a duplex, right? No big goals on the horizon for real estate, just I buy a duplex, maybe I buy a few of them, um, and that was about it, right? So I get out of college, save up some money, um, you know, about, about a year or two, and then I go, went out, bought a duplex. I did the house hack model, so I'm living on one side, renting out the other. Within a few nice. months of doing that, I just it all clicked, right? I'm living for free. I got roommates. I'm renting out the upper unit. I think I'm making a couple hundred bucks a month, and I was just like, this, this is awesome, right? Like, this, this is the way, yeah. So it all kind of clicked. And that's when I was like, at the time I'm working, you know, I was actually working in a call center, um, not making a ton of money. And I just knew real estate was, was what I wanted to do full time. So I started researching all these different avenues, right? There's a million things you can do in real estate. I started looking at flipping, wholesaling, tried that for a few months, then ultimately came across this concept of, of syndication, right? Leveraging, partnering with other investors, leveraging other people's money to, to target bigger properties. So that model really clicked for me and, and I knew that was the way I was going to build the actual business out of this. So went all in on studying that avenue, um, you know, fast forward a year after buying that duplex and I syndicate an 89 unit property, you know, uh, continue to syndicate a few more properties for the next few years, was able to leave my job and go full time into real estate investing within three years of uh, starting in real estate. So that's kind of the path and then where, where, you know, where I'm at today. And uh, it's been great. Awesome. 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 So sounds like your family uh, kind of uh, set, set you up to, to this kind of path, right? Because cause your, your dad, you know, owns some real estate and you kind of sense that, oh, that's probably the way to go. Have you ever 
in a phase that you try to explore some other thing and maybe think about, oh, maybe real estate is good, but maybe some other thing is better? Yeah, I mean, I, I always kind of had the entrepreneurial mind, right, growing up, doing different, you know, miscellaneous things growing up. So it always was a was a thought of mine. And I, I did, you know, explore some, some other business avenues right prior to real estate, uh, like try to start a marketing agency. I mean, I just, a few different things. Um, but really, and I, I always go back to this, is I, I truly think real estate's the best business. It's you know, it's, it's not, it's not anything groundbreaking, right? Real estate's been around for a long, long time. Um, plenty of people are in the business, but it's, to me, it's just, you're not, you don't have to reinvent the wheel, right? You just do what works. Yeah. Um, real estate's a proven asset class. It's a proven business. So for me, it's just, instead of trying to get really creative and come up with a software company or, or do something really out of the box, I figure why not just go on to something that's proven to work um, and, and just, and just go all in on that. Awesome, awesome. And since you you're getting all in since five years. Yep, I've been I've been at it for about five years. And 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 uh, uh, how 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 did you feel about the past five years overall? It's been good, right? I, I think uh, I you know I wish I wish I would have started in 2010, right? Um, a lot a lot of these really big investors you see nowadays caught caught that wave, right? Um, so I, I started at you know, a time in the cycle, not the worst time in the cycle, but not, not the best. Um, yeah. So I think uh, it's been good. You know, we've, we've uh, had, had some learning lessons along the way for sure. And um, have had some wins. So it's been, it's been good. I'm excited with where our portfolio is at right now and the experience we have heading into this next uh, potential cycle where we can really capitalize. Right, right, right. I mean, um, lots of people in, in real estate um, are, really thinking about you know as long as you are in, in the industry for long enough any time is a good time getting into real estate right totally yeah so many people like just uh, you know they hear people all the time i'm waiting for the market to correct and it's like all right like i understand you don't you don't want to you don't want to overpay for a deal and you want to do your first deal especially you want to make sure it's good but i think uh there's no perfect time to start right even the smartest people in the world can't can't predict market cycles and and time it right yeah. So I think it's, you know, the best time to start is now, uh, whether that means buying a property right now or starting the education process, like listening to this podcast, um, you know, th that's always the first step, right, is to educate yourself. So why not get started on that right now instead of just putting it off and waiting? Awesome, awesome. And uh, before we get into other topic, um, is there some major challenge that you have faced in the, in the past five years that, that worth mentioning? Or if you were to tell five years ago of yourself, what will you tell them or what will you tell him? The, the biggest challenge I think I faced starting out was the, you know, the mindset um, hurdle of not having the capital to go out and buy these properties. Right. I was, like I said, I didn't, I didn't have a super high income job. I, you know, wasn't able to stash away a hundred thousand dollars a year and, and really grow that way. So that was a hurdle for me is how do I go out and get, do these big deals? I don't have much experience I don't have a balance sheet. I don't have the money. So that was obviously a hurdle for me. And that's what led to syndication and, you know, finding partners and just those different avenues that I was able to navigate to get me into these multi-million dollar deals with a small amount in my bank account. Right, right. So uh, it's it's quite interesting that you mentioned about mindset because really that, that, that was uh, usually the thing that prevents people from even trying, right? Uh, once your mindset 
get uh, adjusted or realigned, then you basically seek way to make it happen, right? Um, so, uh, what 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 are kind of the thing that that help you to to get that mindset shift? It's a good question. I think just overall thinking bigger, right? Having a bigger think. Um, I, I I really went all in on specifically content wise. Uh, I, I like Grant Cardone stuff a lot. I read the 10x rule. I think that's a great read. People should should check out if they're in that mindset mindset shift stage. So I think that's that's the first step, right? If you're trying to go go bigger, is you got to shift your mindset and think bigger and 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 set your mind on doing bigger things. So a lot of great content out there. Like I said, for me, he he was a great resource. But going all in on his content really was was key for me switching mindset. Mm, I see, I see. Awesome. Um, when we come back, we'll talk more about uh, scaling, right? Because that's certainly was one of our strengths, and uh, uh, we will we will certainly dive into deeper on on how you do it, like what 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 you have done, and what are the the things of the mindset that that really drive you to make the changes. We'll be right back. Well, thanks for coming back. Um, in this session, we want to talk about scaling with Brock. Uh, Brock has been in real estate for five years, and he uh, has done a lot of uh, deals in, in real estate, starting from uh, residential all the way to commercial. Um, so in this session, let's uh, learn about what, what, uh, what uh, scaling in real estate look like. Brock, uh, you didn't start from buying commercial real estate, right? Yeah, started started with a duplex. I mean, house hack, you know, FHA loan. I think I got into that deal for like ten thousand dollars, which is achievable for everyone, right? Like everyone can come up with that amount of capital and, and save up for that. So that that's how I got started, and that's what got the gears rolling. And I think it's a great way for for people to get started um, that are at that stage where they where they can do that, and and uh, at that point. So, I mean, that for me was, was the first deal, how I got started. And then it was scaling beyond that. Awesome. Awesome. And, uh, what are the things that make you th- feel like it's time for you to scale? I mean, you, you own duplex, you own some smaller multis, right? You are good with life, right? What, what, what force you getting into the idea of scaling? Ultimately, because I wanted to, I wanted to create a big business out of it. I knew I had that that goal of, of uh, replacing my income from my job and going full time. And as I kind of started doing the math in my head, right? Like if I could save up, you know, 10 grand a year with what I'm making. Okay. So I can buy a duplex every year. How many duplexes am I going to need to leave my job a lot? That's um, going to take a long time, right? It might take 10, 15 years to, to, to be able to do that. So that's when I was like, well, there's, there's gotta be a better way, right? How can I do this quicker? And that's where yeah. going after bigger properties increases your cash flow quicker, right? Going after bigger properties, I don't have the money to do it. How can I do it? This model of syndication. And that's ultimately what led me over to it. Wow. Wow. You know, um, lots of people who uh, did not um, get into scaling or did not think about scaling and just keep buying smaller deals. Eventually they find themselves getting into another job, basically managing the properties, right? Because when you're doing doing smaller deals, there's no way that 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 you'll be able to have have you know hands off. You know, labor simply don't works if you um, are trying to hire somebody, right? Um, so, uh, what what is your first deal scaling look like? And uh, do you still remember what it was like? You know, uh, mindset wise, were you nervous? 
Totally. I was, I was very nervous. Um, so the, the first deal, the first big one was 89 units um, here in, in my market in Milwaukee. So 89 unit apartment building. I was definitely nervous, right? I, I had gone through, you know, courses and educated myself for the past, you know, six months before that. So I, I had a base knowledge, but at the end of the day, I hadn't, I hadn't actually done it before, right? Like you can't compare a duplex to 89 units. It's, it's a different game. So I was, you know, and I was, you know, but I had partners, right? So I didn't do it on my own. I had, I, I partnered up with two other people. Us three came together and created our, our company. So, and one of the partners had a ton of, of experience in real estate already. Already had, you know, a hundred plus unit portfolio, had a property management company, had some connections to capital. So us three came together and that definitely made it easier. I wanted to be able to do it without that because I personally, like, I wasn't, I wasn't going to qualify for the loan, right? I needed, I needed a multi-million dollar balance sheet to qualify for the loan. Didn't have that. Um, you know, I didn't have the connections to capital. My contribution on that capital raise was very minimal. Um, you know, I didn't have the real life experience in property management and asset management. The only thing I really had is, is the drive to willing to do whatever, right? Like I was willing to do whatever in the partnership to, to get in. Um, you know, I, I had some underwriting experience and that was the value I, I kind of brought to the table. So I didn't have all of these pieces that required to syndicate, right? I, I created a partnership with other people that had those other pieces and we came together and created this partnership to get it done. Awesome, awesome. And you mentioned one very important piece is about you don't necessarily have to know every single thing. You can rely on your partners. Um, and basically all you need to think about is what's your strengths and what you can bring to the table, right? Um, before you approach uh, your partners, um, like, how did you start? I mean, what, what was what was your mindset, you know, to to say, hey, let's partner up? Um, like, did they ask you about, okay, uh, what are offering or whatnot? Totally. So my my thought on how I was going to get into it, right? Because as I started researching, I quickly realized I wasn't going to be able to do this on my own. Um, to go out and try to learn, there's there's lots of pieces that go into a syndication, right, and different strengths. And instead of trying to learn them all. I figured, let me at least have an understanding of how it all works structure-wise and how everything pieces together. But then I'm just going to go all in on one component of the process and become really good at that. And then I'm going to go out and find partners that are stronger in all these other pieces that are looking for someone that's strong in this piece. So for me, I had kind of a, a little, an analytical background, so underwriting made the most sense. So I spent literally 80% of my education process in the beginning was just practicing underwriting you know, doing everything I could to just really hone in on how to underwrite syndicated commercial properties. So that's once I got good, you know, under a general understanding or became strong in that in that in that component. That's when I went out and started finding looking for partners, right, and leveraging that that knowledge and saying, hey, I know how to underwrite a commercial a syndicated property, but I need these other pieces, and that's ultimately you know how how I came together with the partners. How how did you meet those people? So the first partner we actually through networking on, on bigger pockets actually specifically connected with the first partner through there we stayed in touch. Um, ultimately, he had this other friend that had the experience. Us three ultimately, you know, ended up coming together with this first deal, and uh, that's that's how the company was born. So, just networking. I mean, getting out there, bigger pockets is a great resource for people if if if, if, if listeners aren't already on that platform. But also just going to local networking events, connecting yeah, with people yeah. in your local market. I mean. Real estate's all about networking. That's really the most important component of real estate. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, and real estate is, is also a team sport, right? 
if you're doing it yourself, you you can't get big. But if if you're teaming team up with the right partners, ultimately you can get big. So um, let's let's talk about the the first deal. I mean, you're you're the one doing the underwriting. Let's that uh, give us give us some details about number. Uh, what what was the deal like? Yeah, so it was about first deal was about a three and a half million dollar deal. Um, we had to raise. Yep, purchase price. I think the raise was right around a million dollars. Um, so, you know, slight value add deal. It was in a C class location. We were going to come in, you know, in- increase security, put some money into the units, increase rents by about hundred dollars a month on on each unit. So that was that was the plan, right? We came in, um, added some value, tons of learning lessons, tons of mistakes on the first one. I'm not going to lie; like we, we made some mistakes, um, and and uh, ultimately, you know, learned a lot and applied that to future deals, right? Like there's there's going to be learning lessons. You're not going to do everything perfect. Try to try to you know avoid as, as much as you can of, of those lessons and ahead of time, but. Everything's not going to go to plan, and that, that's really what I learned in that first one. Is is uh, you need to you need to in the underwriting side of things, you need to budget in stuff that you're not that you don't foresee because when you're holding these properties for you know five to ten years, you're not going to get it perfect. You do as best as you can in your performa and you know budgeting and what's going to happen with expenses, where can we get rents to. That's very important. You have to have that performa, but never is everything going to go you know to the scent of, of what you projected stuff's going to go wrong right something you didn't know that that happened covid right covid happened yeah, and yeah. i think 25 percent of our tenants that probably didn't pay rent for over a year so how you know you, 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 we didn't know that right no one knew that but if you you could, that. exactly so now it's like you, you just got to be conservative and, and always you know budget extra for reserves and be less aggressive on assumptions so there's some learning lessons there that i applied to future underwriting for sure. I see. So uh, uh, you're, you're, you're saying it's a C location and it was a, a light uh, value add, right? Yes. Um, with, 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 uh, with the other two partners, uh, does, does uh, like, do they have more experience on syndication? Like do they do syndication prior to this deal? No, that was our first, that was their first syndication deal as well. Um, so, we, you know, understand the process of syndication, like how it all works, like, you know, the legal side, raising capital, how that all works. So, but that was our first syndication deal that, that we did. Wow. So it's a, it's a, it's a win. It's a big win for all three of you. Correct. Yeah. It ultimately, uh, you know, was my foray into big deals. Other partner was, you know, opened up some more business opportunities for him. So I think it was, yeah, it was a win for everyone. Awesome. Awesome. Um, uh, since, uh, since we speak about syndications, uh, next sections, when we come back, we'll talk more about syndicating, you know, the deals, real estate deals, right? Why people are saying syndications is ultimate, you know, tool to uh, scale, right? When we come back, we'll dive more into it.